everybody. This is Tyler. And this is Danny. And we're the Fried Squirms. We're here to get stoned talk about horror movies. And usually that's one movie. But today, happy motherfucking Halloween. Hell yeah. This is officially our Halloween episode. It is not Halloween when we're recording. No, it's going to be pre-Halloween for us here in the studio. But you're hearing this before Halloween if you're on our Patreon. Thank, Thank you. you very much. And a little bit after Halloween if you're not. So always Thank remember, you. go check out our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash fried squirms. You could have got this last week at our lowest $1 a month entry. And you could be like chatting with us over Discord and shit at our highest. So, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely make you holler for a dollar. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. But even though this isn't going to be like a standard episode, we will start it in much the same way because we're still going to be sitting here getting stone. Oh, yeah, that, that part doesn't change. So let's get to our green hits. Danny, what is this wonderful, wonderful J that you shoved in front of me? Okay, so right before I came over, stopped by a local dispensary, one that we've mentioned several times before. Stopped by Flower, picked up a pack of lemon lava joints. And with that being said, lemon lava is a slightly sativa-dominant hybrid strain where it comes in at 60% compared to 40% on the indica end. And with that, it is a cross of lemon heads and the lava cake strains. It, of course, is named for its delicious flavor, lemon lava. So with that being said, you're going to taste the limonene profile, hence the lemon. But the effects that you'll receive from this, you'll feel calm, a little euphoric. You might get giggly, happy, hungry, and uplifted. And for those who do like the medical side of things, this does help with anxiety, chronic pain, depression, fatigue, migraines, and stress. And over at one of our favorite shops, Flower, it's clocking in at 26%. Hell yeah. This week, I brought in for you, I guess now it's kind of a classic, especially here on the West Coast, as I believe the strain originated in California. I just brought in some Blue Dream. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. I feel like it's one that you can find at just about any shop you go to these days. I remember it especially from like when like I was first living back at home after college and like my now stepmom is starting to come around a bit more and she's epileptic. So she was on okay. fucking medical and stuff that tended to be her go to. So I was smoking a lot of fucking blue dream at that point. So it's been a bit of a go to for me for years and years and years now. It was a cross between blueberry and haze. Not even super silver haze. Just old, haze. old old school haze. Nice and is probably one of the more popular sativa-dominant hybrids. It tends to be mostly used for, like, depression, chronic pain, nausea. Yeah, I suffer from all that shit. Yeah, so get your medicine. <laughs> Hell yeah. Got my scripts. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, you know what, first I'm going to light up this, Jay. Yeah, me too. So we will take a break here in a second. But that's mostly just to make sure that we got our shit together, as this week we are not talking about a single movie, but to celebrate our love for horror movies in this Halloween season, we will be going through some top three give or take lists that we came up with so that we could potentially talk about a whole shit ton of horror movies today. We'll sort of see where this conversation takes us, but we invite you along for the journey I should have come up with a fucking name for this segment. No, we, we weren't thinking that far ahead, but we'll figure something out. What's a spooky thing that starts with L? 
Is there a spooky thing that starts with that? Lichen. I don't even know. Uh, That's not really a scary word. Lichen lists. <laughs> uh, leprechauns. Uh, terrifying top threes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the, the alliteration. I like that. Some bullshit like that. We'll be back after a short break. <laughs> Fried squares. All right, so here we are with our Halloween threes for our season of the list. <laughs> I like that. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. That's fucking sweet. I like it. No, in reality, like I said, we wanted to find a way to talk about more than just one movie. And I mean, realistically, we exhausted a lot of the good picks for Halloween. <laughs> we kind of did. Like there's a shit ton of fucking horror movies out there. And I'm sure there's a ton more that technically happen on Halloween. But like we want to have a fun time during this season yeah. and we don't want to like intentionally watch a super shitty movie oh, just gosh. because it happens on Halloween. Yeah. I mean, considering we do literally a horror film, if not sometimes more per week. So, you know, and I mean, we'll get to shitty movies at some yeah, point. Don't worry about that. There's plenty of those. This ain't the time for it. We wanted to fucking celebrate, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what Halloween's all about. So, Instead, we each came up with five categories that we each had to try to come up with a top three, four, just to sort of make it easier on ourselves, because I think everybody's had that experience where, like, you might be listening to this podcast, and you might not be that into horror movies. So it might not even be horror movies, but maybe somebody asked you, like, what's your fucking favorite rock song? And you're just paralyzed on the spot, yeah, like, what do I oh, fucking shit. answer to that? Yeah, exactly. We've all been there. So top threes, I have a feeling some of us also have uh, honorable mentions on some of these. Like, I can't not bring this up. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and spoiler this. Every single one of these categories, I have honorable mentions. So spoiler. I kept myself from putting down honorable mentions on some of them, but (laughs) I didn't have to. It would have been very easy. Some of these, though, I did. I limited myself. I'm like, I could keep writing things down, Uh, but I'm not going to. Yeah. I did my best to refrain from going too crazy with the list. So but we'll, we'll get into all that. That's what's going to make this fun. But I suppose we'll bounce back and forth. I'm not actually going to start with the first one that I threw at you. Just because I feel like I'm going to bring that up later. Because I have a feeling we both had a hard time narrowing it down. Man, fuck me. You're not kidding. On a lot of these categories as well. Yeah, on a lot of these, but I think that very first one especially that I threw at you, like, I think that was the one where I wrote down the most honorable mentions. Like, I'm not even going to bring up the entire list I fucking had to write down. Well, considering that was the first category that I ran through as well, I just went through the films that we went through for the 90s, and I was like, man, we did so many fucking films. How do I narrow this down to a three? Right. Oh, I should. I guess we'll also mention we're not limiting ourselves to movies that we covered already on the podcast. But I think just because we've covered a lot of movies on the podcast, oh, there's still going to be a lot in common. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I limited every single one of these categories to the films that we reviewed. Oh, did you? I did. Because it's like, you know what? For me, I didn't know if we were keeping it in bounds or out of bounds. But I just felt if you want to get an idea of maybe some of ours or maybe, you know, mine in particular, out of these categories, I can limit it to at least what we've done so that way you can go back and listen to them if you're curious. Well, I did not. That's okay. And That's what's going to make it spoiler, fun. spoiler, I think in at least a couple cases, I didn't even limit it to films. Oh, damn. Cool, dude. Well, I'm okay. That's that's what's going to make this fun because I don't expect you and I to have every single one of these categories vote the same films. I just don't see that happening. 
So we'll start, though, with I threw out favorite horror protagonist. Okay, cool. And now I'm going to say that for me, only one of the ones that I came up with is a hero. Okay, nice. (laughs) Because I find most horror protagonists kind of bland. Yeah, they can kind of be not that great. And I was sitting there like, how am I going to, for me, decide who's my favorite? And I'm like, it's got to be the ones that, like, I'm most rooting for to see something else happen. Okay. I'm glad you say that because I didn't write them down, but I felt like it could have gone that way with me as well. Like, they're not protagonists. They're more or less the antagonists. But the way that the film plays out is you're following them as Mm -hmm. the (laughs) anti-hero. So, yeah. Yeah. So my number three is my only hero. Okay. I go hero, anti-hero, and then my number one's a villain. Nice. So my number three, I got Hans from Troll Hunter. Dude, that's great. He's badass. I like him a lot. And that's a great answer. Number two, switching off films, I'm going Alucard from Helsing. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's so badass. We've talked about that off air or off mic and on air as well. Such a great character. My number one... I ended up just having to go with Otis. Dude. Otis Driftwood, not Otis. Right, 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 right. Homie, From, homie uh, of Henry. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's the whole different Otis. And that's Otis, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's spelled Otis. I think it's right. pronounced Otis. Oh, you know, in frailty as well. So we're not talking about the axe either. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like all three of those answers, man. And that that's fun. So because I did limit it to the films that were reviewed, I think this is going to make it fun too. I do want to say my honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Art the Clown. Art's so boss, too, dude. Man, those are all good answers. So I'll start off with number three. And I'm going to go with, it's our first film that we reviewed. And came out in 1990. It's a film called Reanimator. And the protagonist I wrote down is uh, Jeffrey Combs as Dr. Herbert oh, West. Oh, shit. Okay. I love yeah. Jeffrey Combs in that no, role, that's man. A good, that's a good fucking answer. And so for number two, it's actually a duel. It's... Two films, oh, there's a franchise. So the franchise is Phantasm. Since we reviewed Phantasm 1 and 2, the two characters I wrote down were Michael Baldwin, who plays Mike, and Reggie Reggie. Bannister, who plays Reggie. Yeah, it's like, those dudes, I love those dudes. They're very capable. They have the Hemi quad shotgun. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, they're iconic. It's something we grew up with, or at least I grew up with, too, and talked about kind of ad nauseum when we reviewed those films. And my number one protagonist is, I could not not put him on this list after looking at it. It's a film that we actually had a friend on, somebody that you co-host another podcast with. And I am talking about Zach when we reviewed Bubba Hotel. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and I wrote down Bruce Campbell as, as Elvis, Elvis. Presley. Yeah, and Sebastian Half. It's like, after going back and reviewing that film and actually getting its message like what the message of the film really is it's like man he did such a great job in that role so those are my top three i do have two honorable mentions another one of those dual honorable mentions in the same film that's tucker and dale versus evil okay uh, with uh alan tudyk as tucker and tyler libyan as dale and dead alive i have timothy balmay who plays lionel cosgrove so those are my honorable mentions for our favorite protagonists I guess I had one other honorable mention that I thought I had actually written down and I realized I never actually wrote her down. Ripley. Oh, dude, Ripley. Yeah, Scorny Weaver. 
in Alien. She's so good, dude. Can't argue with that answer. All right, let's pop over to one of yours. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and flip the script. And since we're going to do these a little bit out of order, I like that. I'm not going to do it necessarily in order. Let's do... Okay, let's go ahead and, and get this off the list. How about movies that surprised you the most and why? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exceed, yeah, movies that exceeded my expectations and why. Well, my number three, I'm not going to expound too much on why. Oh, yeah, it's like we don't have to get like, you know. Because, well, that, because we also did an episode about it very recently. Okay. Like, as soon as you asked me this, the first movie that came to mind was Malignant. Partially oh, just because it yeah. happened so recently for us, but. Wow, no shit, right? But being, yeah, being that it's super fresh makes total sense because that film really, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it's not on my list, but I can see why you put it on there, man. <laughs> Came out of nowhere. I mean, really, for me, all three of mine I've watched for the first time, I mean, decently recently in the grand okay. scheme of things. I, d I didn't pull much from the past. Like, there was things that, because of this podcast, we've stumbled upon in recent enough memory that yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck this, this, and this. <laughs> nice. Big time. So Malignant immediately came to mind. Number two, I'll probably go with, oh, God, this is so hard. You know what? I'm going to go my honorable mention first. Okay. It's going to be Rare nice. Exports. Nice. Hell yeah. My number two and my number one, I could probably, like, flip a coin between. But I'll go One Cut of the Dead for my number two. Nice. Hell yeah, man. Because that was... So fucking... Had no idea to expect... I mean, oh. one of the most inspiring films I've ever seen yeah. in a very weird roundabout way. Man, I know we sung its praise when we reviewed it, but for very obvious reasons. And the number one perfect blue. Oh. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that at all, dude. Had no idea going into that movie that I was going to see oh, maybe one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, arguably. We were just like, we haven't done a horror animation this one seems to be high up on people's fucking yeah. lists. Maybe we should check it out. And did we pick one for our first animation review, too? Yeah. Wow. Fucking so brilliant. <laughs> All right. I think you're going to find this fun. All right. Yeah. Exceeded expectations. What do you got? Okay. So coming in, number three on my list is Incident in a Ghost Land. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, dude. Really wasn't expecting that story and that kind of gut-wrenching of a story as well. Mm -hmm. And being that it's mostly younger females that you're focusing on, that could really go to shit if it's not done right. But, man, I really enjoyed that film. It left me with that kind of, like, uh, sinking feeling. And not necessarily that I like that feeling because I really don't. But when it comes to film, it's okay because sometimes you need that kind of jolt in a film. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when we review these many films and – Sometimes I like that. Sometimes I don't always want people to win at the end. And that's kind of what that film made me feel like. So uh, that's part of the reason why I put that one on there. Number two was a suggestion, a film that was on the radar, really flew under the radar. It's on our wall now. Thanks once again, Michelle, if you're still listening. But I had to put The Witch on here, man. Hell yeah. That movie is so fucking good. Surprised the dog shit out of me. It's one I know we still talk about. We see it every week, and there's a big, bad reason why. So mm -hmm. that was my number two, and we share a number one. Oh, no shit. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue is also your number one. my number one for the same reasons. Like, I was aware of it, just didn't think much of it. And then once we sat down and got to talking, I was like, wow, this movie 
is a mind bender of a film. I can see why Darren Aronofsky, you know, why it was a huge influence on a lot of his films. And I'm glad that he at least brought it to the attention of the West. So here we are. It's one I've actually let a couple of people borrow recently. A couple of honorable mentions on my list. We share an honorable mention as well. Rare exports? Yeah, for real. That movie's so good. I amended my list while wow. we were while I was talking. My rare exports was actually listed as number two, okay. and I had to switch it to a fucking. Like, no, it's okay, man. My shit was still up in the air awesome. as it was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> I've got uh, two others. The other one of the two is Mr. Vampire. Oh shit! Yeah, dude, really yep. enjoy that film a lot. And another film that was suggested Some to Jiangxi. us. If uh, Brett, if you're still listening, uh, you recommended they look like people. I really enjoy that film. It was one, it made me think a lot about, you know, friendship and how that can overcome, you know, stuff that people are going through, especially with mental illness and things of that nature. So I really enjoyed it. Another one of those independent films, too, that kind of came out of nowhere. Also, I still feel kind of bad because I know we ended up not uh, talking about that film but, in the way he kind of hoped we would. But man, that's that's okay. I mean, you know. It's subjective, but I think we understand both, that we enjoyed it. That's what I'm saying. I think we both came away with the same feeling like it's a good film. You can interpret it different ways. It's not necessarily what the film was probably trying to say, but no, I think we're both, we both right. absolutely know that like the mental is- illness yeah, issue. I mean, was that's pretty obvious. First and forefront, but right. But sometimes it's, it's nice to play around with some of the maybe a little bit more abstract ideas in films, mm-hmm. you know, because it leaves the door open for discussion, if nothing else. I mean, it's artist objective. We I don't know how many times we've said that. Okay, so yeah, that that covers the movies that exceeded our expectations. All right, so I think that's a good way. We'll pop back over to mine. Maybe you bringing up you brought up Black Phillip. Let's just switch straight over because I brought up what's what's your favorite representation of the Satan or the devil? Okay, dude. So this one because I did limit it to our films that we reviewed. Yeah. I was like, oh man, where do I go with this? So. Starting off with number three, you've actually already mentioned him. I okay. went with Bill Mosley as Otis B. Driftwood in The Devil's Rejects. Oh, shit. I am the devil. I'm here to do the Dude, devil's work. Dude, he fucking says it. <laughs> How can you not? You know, I mean. That's a not... stretch, but I get it. That's cool. Right, right, right. I like it. Because I was like, otherwise I'd have to put down Dr. Satan <laughs> and House of a Thousand Corpses. But just for the mere fact that he quotes that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I like him. And not necessarily that he is the devil, but you could say he's a devil-like figure. Evil. Okay, the same could probably be um, argued in this next film, number two on the list, is I wrote down Mehmet Sirioglu oh, as okay. Baba, the father, the father, and Baskin. Yeah, not necessarily the devil, but de- right. a devil figure. Like figure, because you could say that it's either a metaphor maybe for purgatory right. or At for hell. At least he's some sort of like satanic priest. Right. He's got some kind of shit going on. He's not a good person. He's not a good character. Mm-hmm. So, But I liked him in that role. I know we've talked about him on that episode. It was fun. And uh, you've already alluded to my number one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you already said it by name. Good old Black well, Once again, yeah. Good old Black Phillip and the Witch in New England folktale. And I did write down an honorable mention. I should have wrote down his name and his character, but I saw the devil. Oh, uh, old boy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, even though, you know, once again, he's not the devil, but he is like the personification of evil and mm-hmm. what it can do if you fuck around with it. 
it was a little bit easier for me because I didn't keep to just uh, <laughs> movies that we, we saw. Yeah, that's okay. Or to movies, even though I realized that I sent to you representation of a devil in a flick, and I'm like, ah, fuck that. No, it's okay, man. It, you know, flick could be, you know, on the page. <laughs> so my number three, I went with Ray Wise and Reaper. That's pretty awesome. Since we have never talked about it on the show, and if you like were Ray one of the Wise. people didn't that didn't watch Reaper, like the kids having to be a bounty hunter for the devil, so the devil's showing up in like every fucking episode, yeah. and Ray Wise knocks it out of the park, in my opinion. He's a great actor, Dan. Kind of like the scummy, almost like yeah. used car salesman version of the yeah, devil, except a little bit higher class than that. Okay, I could see him pulling that off. My number two, I'm going to go with Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. He does a good job. Ooh, ah. Ooh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. He's he's great. I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start. I want you to fuck your sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a woman. <laughs> uh, and then number one, we share number one again, Danny. That's awesome. Man. They had fucking Black Phillip. Dude, I mean, there's no coincidence that the posters on the wall, Black Phillips over here on the bookshelf. We got Black Phillips no staring at us from both sides of the room. Right. So. It was going to no happen. Surprise. No surprise. I knew we were going to share a couple, but I didn't know how many. So, I mean, we still got a bunch more to get through. Let's see what right. else pops up. Okay. So going back over to some of the categories I chose, let's do this one. Let's do movies you'd die in and movies you'd survive in. This one was hard for me. My number three for die in is legitimately like most horror movies. Like I, I had, say, I had such a hard time narrowing it down. Uh, man. Without going into mine, I'd, like I'll I'd, narrow down the other ones a little bit more. I was gonna say you could argue that the majority of the films that we reviewed, everybody dying. So I mean that, you, but you have to limit it to it, you know, x amount. Like so, I I left my number three open. I have a number three survive in. Okay, cool. Tucker and Dale, because nice. I grew up around rednecks. I ain't gonna be mean. To them. I remember we talked about that. Yep, and they're likable characters, just misread. Yep. College kids misread them. So that's an easy one. Yep. I'm going to survive in Tucker and Dale. Yep. Good old boys. They're good guys. My number twos, I die in anything with fast zombies. Okay. Fair enough. That makes sense. Once again, it's kind of general. Right. But yeah, we're fucked. <laughs> but I'm fucked when it comes to fast zombies. Like, Yeah, we're fucked, dude. However, on the other side of the coin, I survive. I don't know if I want to, but I survive in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Solid point. I know how to deal with slow zombies. We talked about that, too, on that episode, yeah. Honestly, I think the world survives in Dawn of the Dead because we all know how to deal with slow zombies. Yeah, at this point. Dawn of the Dead is like a couple local outbreaks, and then it's over with at this point. Man, it laid down the foundation of how to deal with that stuff. I mean, my die-ins are all kind of cheap because they're all kind of general, but That's they okay. do. It is a little bit of a pyramid. They narrow down more and more from damn near everything to fast zombies, and then my number one is any folk horror. Oh, dude, yeah, 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 yeah. Because as soon as you're caught in a folk horror, you're already fucked. Precisely. Yeah, I mean, it's, we've spelled that out. Number one, survive in. <laughs> Hellraiser. Oh, cool, dude. Because, once again, there's a lot of movies I'd... Uh, the flip side to most horror movies I'd die in if I was actually caught in them... Technically, most horror movies I'd survive in because I'd never get caught in those circumstances to begin with. Right, and that's the number one, you know, uh, preventer of all this stuff. But, like, as far as Hellraiser goes, I ain't ever going to be so desperate for pleasure that I seek out a puzzle box. I fucking suck at puzzle boxes. 
I'm kind of the same way. Like, like, I'm good with puzzles, but not like that. No, no. Like, certain puzzles I'm okay with. Right, but not to that extent, dude. But not those. Like, me opening that puzzle box, you could, like, put my life on it. I'm not going to be able to put, <laughs> figure out that fucking puzzle to begin with. You know what? And it's for the best, anyway. I ain't getting fucked up by a fucking skinless Frank. <laughs> no, no. Fuck you, Frank. Like, there's nothing about Hellraiser where, like... no. I'm that scenario is playing out at me. Bites or puzzle boxes, none of that. My configuration boxes, none of that stuff. If those motherfuckers pop up around me, I know I'm not the one that summoned them, so I have yeah. no problem pointing them the right I'm way. Like, yeah, homie's like, I'll help you out, man. Like, uh, you know, this ain't my beef with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number one. I survive okay. in Hellraiser because there's just nothing about that where <laughs> I could even accidentally end up in that situation. Yeah, understandable. Completely understand. What do you got? <laughs> okay, so I'll go with the Dians because that one to me was difficult for the, mm-hmm. the mere fact I already talked about. Like, I feel like there are films that which that kind of falls in the survive in, but also with these like some of these plots and stuff. Like, if you're caught in them, you're fucked. So with that being said, uh, my number three is Cube. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, man. Ain't no fucking way I'm getting out of that shit. Yeah, fuck that. I don't got enough upper body strength not to only deal that, with crawling around those like, cubes. I'm not that thinking shit. about looking at coordinates based off of these plates and, you know, fuck it. <laughs> so I'd be fucked. Coming into number two for the same reasons, like, first of all, I wouldn't be caught up in these scenarios. But if I were caught up in these scenarios and I were caught up in these traps... I don't think I'd survive them. And I'm talking about Saw and Saw 3. That probably would have been, like, my honorable mention is the Saw movies. Like, like I'm fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> you know? I don't care enough. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm just, fuck it. Just make my peace. And my number one, even though you could argue, once again, it falls in kind of with, like, folk horror. It falls in with the cosmic horror because that's kind of what this mm. is. But Event Horizon. Like, mm. if I'm on that spaceship... And all that shit's happening. I'm done. I'm done, Zos. Done. Yeah, I'm not even trying to fight at that point. I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> you know? So, but a lot of those films like Baskin that we've already talked about, like, same scenario. If you're already if you're at that police it, you're station, done. you're done. It doesn't matter. The beyond, I, I said, like, I could have put that down there. But a lot of these two, I could survive in because I would avoid all, all these right. I mean, predicaments my, in the first place. For surviving, my biggest honorable mansion is probably The Descent. Oh, yeah. Because there's like, no I'm way I'm going in fucking hell I'm going in that goddamn yeah, cave no, to begin with. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, so going into my survival, my survive ends. Number three. So film that we reviewed, it's been a while, a long while since we talked about it, but I felt like I could have survived in Blockula. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I could have jived in those clubs, and I would have been cool. Yeah. I would have, yeah, I would have snitched for Blockula. <laughs> oh, yeah, there they are right there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good call. All right, survived in Blackula. Yeah, it's like soundtrack is boss. We're gonna get into some of that a little bit later on, but my number two is a film that we actually talked about more recently. Has a daughter of a rock star, has a, another rock star lookalike in it, and uh, that movie is The Strangers. Oh, Liv Tyler okay, and yeah. uh, Scott Stapp lookalike. Oh yeah, because that's like one of the worst home invasions, right? First off, you know, once they start doing what they're doing, it's like, I'm either already making phone calls, or I'm out of there. I'm out of there. I'm fucking done. I don't have time for games. 
So I felt like I could have survived in that movie. And my number one reason being is because it takes place at a camp, takes place in the 80s, and it involves a lot of kids. And I just don't see myself being succumbed to this scenario, but sleepaway camp. (laughs) I just don't see myself getting killed in that film. Okay, but do you escape the camp cook? That's a good question. Am I one of the kids or am I one of the counselors? Do I work at the camp? Do you work at the camp or are you getting molested? Right. That's kind of where I'm getting at. It's like, I feel like on either scenario, I would have survived. If I was one of the kids, so like, I know better enough not to go in the kitchen fucking with that creepy dude. It's like, what a Cabaldi's? Come on, man. Come on. Dude, what the fuck? And as a counselor, I would You're just off avoiding. trying to score with other counselors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. So I felt like I, I could have survived that. In my honorable mentions, there's a few. I felt like I could survive and scream. Mm. Mainly because we know the rules of horror films. As soon as we know, we're following them. Oh, yeah, we're good. Until that like, shit's over with. We're basically the Jamie Kennedys of Scream. Mm-hmm. All right, another one I felt like I could have survived in, regardless of which version you want to choose... The 1990 or the 2018 It. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Pennywise, he's kind of a bitch. (laughs) All you got to do is punk him. So I feel like I could survive that. And uh, the last one was Eden Lake, another one we've done more recently. Just, uh, you know, don't fuck with those kids. (laughs) I almost wrote down those fucking kids. And I'm like, you know, just go on the other side of the lake, man, (laughs) you know? And if they're really fucking me through that bad, just get out of there, man. Just get out of there in the first place. So, yeah, those are my dies and survivals. Well, so one of mine is really close to that. What's the villain you'd feel most comfortable facing off against? Oh, okay. Let me switch back to that. Real quick, I, I don't think I mentioned my honorable mentions and die-ins. Really oh, quick. shit, yeah, yeah, do that. Make those really do quick that. without explaining. First one, Tokyo Gore Police. I don't think I would have survived in that. Oh, yeah, no, I'm probably fucked. not. Uh, the thing, first, because I don't, I'm never going to be in that kind of camp anyway. But if you're there. But if I'm there, I'm fucked anyway. So, And then the last one is grotesque. Mm, okay. I don't think I would have survived that. Yeah, okay. Once you start chopping up limbs and putting me in predicaments, I'm like, fuck. No, fuck. Just let me bleed out, homie. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Okay, so <laughs> moving back, moving back. All right, you said villains, right? Yeah, a villain you'd feel okay. most comfortable facing off against. Okay, okay, okay. I got this. <laughs> All right. I'll, I actually really like this one because it's kind of like it's similar close, to survival. But you have but to not think quite. a little. But not quite. A little bit more narrowed down. Okay. Since they were coincidentally in my survival, I'm going to go ahead and name my honorable mentions. Eden Lake, once again. Okay. I felt like I could have survived those kids. And The Strangers, once again, I felt like I could have survived... Those fucking idiots. Uh, both of those were also in my honorable mentions, <laughs> uh, along with I have awesome. one other honorable mention okay. that while we're getting these other honorable mentions out of the way, I'll throw out. Awesome. Uh, Chucky. Oh, yeah. Fuck that yeah. doll. Yeah, fuck Chucky. Sorry. I'm fucking you up, Chucky. <laughs> I've watched those movies. Most of them, they should have gotten their asses yeah. away from you. This ain't Seventh Heaven. I'm fucking you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, my number three, love this guy. He's arguably, I don't know, some people could say he's their favorite Howard of the bunch. But I'm talking about Clint Howard as Gregory Tudor in Ice Cream Man. Okay. I felt like he's a villain I could have probably (laughs) fucked up pretty good. (laughs) You know, I don't feel like he poses much of a threat to me. Okay. No discredit to Clint Howard. Love Clint Howard, but I don't think so, bro. Okay. My number two, 
mainly because I don't have a CB radio, and mainly because I don't fuck around like that. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I felt like I could have survived uh, Rusty Nell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of sense. Mainly because I don't put myself in those predicaments. And, uh, yeah, like, I'm not fucking around. Honestly, even if you did, he wasn't the worst p- protagonist ever. You still no. got a pretty good chance of going against him. Yeah, there was a very... It's not like you're going against the Creeper. No, it, no, that's a whole different ballgame. In this case, it's just a trucker, dude. Yeah. Like, come on, man. As long as you can deal with the fact that he's got that big-ass truck that he's trying to run you over with, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, keep it on the road. You're okay. All right. And my number one, um, I've already mentioned him because there's another one that I felt like I would have survived in, but it's Pennywise. Okay. And it. like Yeah. Yeah, I would have just punked him. Because if he's on fear, I'm like, yeah, I, you don't really scare me. Clowns don't scare me, bro. You're not scary. <laughs> okay, my number three. The fucking mummy from Bubba Hotep. Oh, dude, yeah. Because I ain't an old I, I man. Almost, I almost wrote that <laughs> shit down because I felt the same way. I'm like, I, I mean, not really, but there's a supernatural element, so I'm going to mark that down. Like, ah, it's the, you know, the unknown. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but yeah, the reason he was getting away with that assholes. shit was because everybody could only move at half a mile an hour. Right, right, right. He was... Even on a bad day, I can do two miles an hour. He was like, baby stepping, and that's why he was attacking, you know, nursing homes. Yeah. So I ain't an old man. No. I ain't worried about it. Yeah, we would have fucked Bubba Hotep up. My number two, you're going to like this, <laughs> Ice Cream Man. Oh, damn. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, sorry, Clint Howard. Right. I'm just going to punch you in the fucking face. That was like, no, I love Clint Howard, but yeah. We, 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 you get I don't want to have to punch Clint Howard in the face. Right, but, you know, don't make us. <laughs> but I will punch Clint Howard in the face. Yeah, don't make us, bro. And I think that's, that's all that it's going to take. <laughs> And I also had to cross over with the other question. My number one is is fucking Pinhead. Nice, yeah. Because I ain't getting in that fucking situation, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's like a lot of those, too, you could rule out because, yeah, I'm not putting myself on those predicaments. Once again, if he pops up, it's not because I summoned him. If he pops up, I'm going to be like, yo, I heard Frank's alive. I'll show you where he's at right now. I know where he's at. Let's let's go. I'll take yeah, you. I'll like, show you. Look, you, I'll hold your hand while you cross the street. I know you ain't used to this shit. Right. I mean, I help you. You help me. That's how we're doing this. But I ain't fucking around with that. Yeah, no. Hell no. I got nothing to do with this, man. I'll help out, though. And he, like, if you're getting fucked with by Pinhead, for the most part, it's it's your own goddamn fault. <laughs> yeah, you the one who fucked up, not me. And don't drag me into that dumb shit with you, either. And he's willing to listen to that. But yeah, they're pretty reasonable. Yeah. They know what they're there for. Exactly, dude. And once again, I can't open that goddamn box if I tried, so. Yeah, once again, yeah, yeah. It puts us right back to square one. <laughs> but, but there you go. There you go. I just, I, I didn't want to have to give an answer like that, but I wanted it to be actually be somebody <laughs> that I might be able to face off against. Like, but the more I thought about that like. question, it's just like, I'm sorry. I just know the character too well, and, like, I'm never going to be up against this yeah, guy. Yeah, and we're good. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, we don't roll those kind of dice. All right, let's go over to favorite Asian horror flick. This one was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of Asian films that we've reviewed. A lot of really good ones, too. So I think my biggest honorable mention I'm going to throw out, because I've already brought it up as my number one that exceeded expectations, is Perfect Blue. Nice, hell yeah. And I do consider it to be almost one of the more perfect movies I've ever seen in my life. I agree. But when it comes to choosing what my favorite was going to be... I couldn't just watch Perfect Blue anytime. It's too fucking sad. 
It, yes, like when she it starts is. like doubting her identity and shit, like it gets fucked up and depressing, oh, man, and it like really does, and it makes you. Or at least it makes me think. I can't speak for everybody else, but it makes me think a lot about the celebrity cult status and how you know people perceive mm-hmm. that kind of you know celebrity and whatnot. So yeah, it makes me really empathize with some of these people. So I give it like full stars, but I can't actually choose it as one of my favorites because I couldn't just like sit there and watch it at any time. Yeah, it's really one that you have to be in the headspace for. So great film though. Oh, man, I know. And then I was like, fuck. Like, my other honorable mention is a movie that I went out of the way to make sure to acquire this year with Tokyo (laughs) Gore Police. But I don't think it can make my top three. I haven't had enough time with it yet. And especially with, like, Asian horror, just because more people seem to be interested in it than other countries. But just, like, international horror in general... For me, part of the fun is being able to recommend it to other people because not as many people are versed in it. I'm glad you're saying these things. And I can't just recommend Tokyo Gore Police to anybody. The reason I said what I said. Now, my top three, I also can't, but especially not that movie. No, I was kind of thinking in those same terms is what I wanted to say is there's not always going to be the same interest from other people that we have in certain films. So that's why some of these films, I'm like, ah, even though I'll really, really enjoy them, I can't put them on the top three. <laughs> now, I rule that out because I can't just recommend it to everybody. That being said, my top three, my number three is I'm I excited. Saw the Devil, okay, which is hell yeah, extreme. Oh, and you also so can't just recommend to anybody, but, but it's man, fucking fantastic. It's so great. One of the better cat and mouse fucking flicks, one of the better revenge flicks, one of the better beware he who battles monsters. All of that. Lee Byung-hun fucking destroys. Yeah, dude, so good. My number two, Ichi the Killer. Nice, hell yeah, dude. I can watch that movie anytime. Great film. Memories attached to it are just like being one of the, the things that really got my interest up in seeing any Asian horror was going into like Best Buy and seeing the, oh, yeah. the special edition blood bag version. I remember that as well. And you're right. There is an appeal to all that stuff. And being like, what the fuck is this movie that like this is the fucking packaging for it? Some of these films really are kind of like the floodgates to other films, too. And honestly, in my top three Takashi Mika had to be represented somehow. I, I could have just as easily switched out audition, but I think right. Ichi's the one that I also have like that nostalgia factor for. Right. For like, what it was example. like this hook moment. Once again, you can't just recommend that movie to anybody though. <laughs> no, like, I can't. discredited it. Like, I disqualified something else, but fuck. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. All this is subjective anyway. And then number one, honestly, it almost ended up as being my honorable mention, and I almost put Perfect Blue on the list. And then I realized I'd be lying to myself if it wasn't on the list proper. Uh, Fucking Battle Royale. I had a strong feeling that was going to (laughs) be in your top three. Like, I've read the novel multiple times. I've never fully read the manga, but I have flipped through it. It's, I don't know. Something about the manga leaves a weird taste in my mouth just because of all the weird differences and just hyper-sexualization of characters that are supposed to be children. Yeah, it's like, we don't really need that, man. But, like, I've read it multiple times. I went out of my way to make sure to have, like, the most badass DVD version. I now have the most badass fucking 4K version. It's awesome. It's one of my highest recommendations, especially in this day and age when a fucking, apparently all the world loves Squid Game. Like, then go back and watch Battle Royale, motherfuckers. Like, 
Nothing against Squid Game. I fucking loved no, it no, too. No. But but you're right. There's other variations that came before that. Just everything about it fucking blows me out of the water. I do wish it moved a little bit faster. Like yeah, Pacey's it, not it, the it, best. It's, but it's one still... that would be hard to throw on any time, just because. Fuck it, it's long. It really is, but it's still a fun film. Mm-hmm. Still a fun fucking film. And I'd be lying to myself if I didn't put it as my number it, one. Like completely understandable. And I think all those films that you mentioned are great for some pretty obvious reasons I'm about to mention too. So going into this, I'm going to go ahead and mention my honorable mentions. Quite a few films I already mentioned. I think we've done upwards or right there close to 30-odd horror films oh, really? in Asian cinema. Right, yeah. And... Some you could even argue it would probably top 30 if we included some films that maybe are borderline Asian countries, okay. like Turkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's Asia, right? Yeah, I mean, technically, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm saying. So I didn't because I was like, uh, when I, you know, when people say Asia, we're thinking more specifically. East Asia, right. maybe South Asia. Right. We're not necessarily talking about like subcontinental India and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? Anyway, with that being said, honorable mentions, number one in that, if you want to call it number one, Ichi the Killer. Okay. Love the film. Once again, it's not one I could always recommend to people, but I feel like if you're wanting to get into Kashimike, this would be one of the ones I'd recommend right off the top of the bat. All right, another one that you already mentioned too, another one of those, love the film. I could watch it. It's a party film, I feel like, for people who are into this kind of stuff. But uh, Tokyo Gore Police, mm. it's not for everybody, but I feel like if you're into that kind of stuff or you want to see something a little, you know, bizarre from Japan specifically, I'm throwing that sucker on. All right. Also, Battle Royale. Like I said, it's one can't recommend for everybody, but if you like Squid Game and you want to see some more stuff like that, check out Battle Royale, man. It's a great mm-hmm. film. And uh, two others. I've got Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Love that movie. It's not for everybody, but... Man, if you want to get into some cyberpunk, go with The Godfather, the OG. I just didn't want to sit here for 20 minutes listing off honorable mentions because like oh, everything, damn. like Tetsuo is so high There's up there so for me. There's so many that could have gone right underneath all of these. So I, I mean, it's hard to narrow them down. And the other one is Macabre. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, man, what a fucking gnarly film. All right, so with that being said, my top three, starting off with my number three on the list is a South Korean film. Not really into these type of films, but I love the movie as A Tale of Two Sisters. Fuck yes. Love that movie. I know we talked about it. We pretty much had boners for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Number two, if I'm going to recommend another Takashi Miike film, it's one that we've already done, one you've already alluded to, is Audition. One we've talked about. Really like that film. Another one of those heady movies. And my number one, love the film, another South Korean film. Tell of Cat and Mouse, Tell of Revenge. Fuck yeah, I Saw the Devil. I love I Saw the Devil. Dude, just, it's so good. <laughs> I just let Rio borrow mm. that, and he really liked it. Have they done a badass version of that? Has anybody put out a killer one? I might have to get it if they have. Oh, yeah, they actually have. I've been looking at them. If you want a still book, you're going to have to pay for it. Oh, but there's a company out of, out of South Korea... They put out some killer still books, mm. man. Yeah, there's some killer ones, but you're going to spend over 100 bucks each. Shit, maybe not then. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. But anyway, I saw The Devil. I got a DVD copy. That's I'm happy with that for right now until they do maybe a 4K version. Okay. So that's, yeah, those are my top three. All right. So let's flip it over from Asia. Okay. 
Nice. I, like I wanted to narrow this down. <laughs> there's a time period that there's a little bit of age difference between us, but there's a time period that I think was very formative for both of us. Oh, 100%. But I didn't want to keep it too open because that kept too many extremely good films in the air, and I wanted to narrow it down and make you think even harder. Yes. It's all like that. So, best North or more like favorite. Right, but, you know. North American 90s horror release. Okay. Man. Um, so that takes out, like, what, Shram would have been 94. Like, no Shram. No yeah. Audition. That's 99. Right. There's... No Brain Dead. Yeah, there's quite a few that fall into that, that are the 90s, but because they're European or maybe they're Asian, rules them out. Well, and... And now that I know that you limited it to once that we covered, you wouldn't have put in, like, Shram anyway. Oh, but, but dude, because the way I wrote my notes, this was the first category. and dude, I, was like, I have so many written down here, because, like, I went through the Wikipedia oh of, like, what are all the 90s horror movies first? There are so many great Because I can't ones, think dude. of anything that's inherently, you know, there's some that are automatically going to jump into my head, but, like, right. I don't want to miss something just because I get fucking stoned a lot. <laughs> can't argue that either, dude. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll write down a list of fucking some of the movies that immediately jump out at me, and then I'll narrow my list down from that. And the ones that immediately jumped out at me, like, I still ended up with, like, a list of 30. It's easy to do. You know what I mean? Like, I can't list all my honorable mentions for this because it's 30. Yeah. That's just a small sample size, too, of how many good films were in the 90s. So, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll start this off. I didn't keep it to just ones we covered, although two of them we have. My number three we haven't covered yet. Uh, actually, I will say the two highest honorable mentions that I will bring up, we have covered both of them. Nightbreed and Arachnophobia. Both of those can't argue with because they're awesome. Honestly, if I had watched Nightbreed even like three or four more times in my life, it probably would have cracked into the top. I just don't quite have the same history with the movie as I do these other ones. Though I do have a high regard for it. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we drooled over that one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number three is actually going to be A Vampire in Brooklyn. Nice, hell yeah. We actually have plans to cover that at a very special time. It just depends on a, a certain guest being able to make it who oh. doesn't live in state. Yeah. But, Angus, I don't know if you're still listening to all our episodes, but whenever you come over to visit, we're, yes. we're automatically doing Vampire in Brooklyn. No, you're, we got to see it for you. Eddie Murphy as a vampire Dude. in Brooklyn. That's awesome. A lot, I mean, we'll, like I said, we have plans for an episode for it, so I don't need to go into it too much, but intense ties to my childhood. Have seen that movie a ton, although I'll admit at this point it's probably been over 20 years. Yeah. We, I know mean, we've talked about that a little bit with some of these films. My number two, The Faculty. Nice, dude. Such a good film. Such Huge good fan film. of Bob Rod. I mean, it would have came yeah. out when I was, like, 13, like, the yeah. perfect age for, like, that fucking rebellious high school. Dude. Awesome blend of sci-fi and horror. Hard to argue. One of the best call-outs to the thing that I've ever seen done. Yeah. And a modern horror film, yeah. But then my number one, it's been a while since we talked about it, but I went a lot into my history on it when we covered it in the episode. And just the amount of times I've seen it, the love I have for the franchise in general, as fucking silly and goofy as it is, and plus just the memories hanging out with my friends, uh, number one for me actually ends up being Tremors. Dude, that's awesome. I'm glad you put that on there, because it's, it's such a good film, man. 
I know it's, I keep saying it, but it's another one of those when we went back and revisited. It's like, man, that movie's so much fun. Great cast. Just a really good film. Can't argue. Dude, those are really good films, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. You. All right. Being that, and also being that I kept it to the films that we reviewed. Now, once again, once I went through the list of the films that we reviewed from the 90s that were specifically North American, we came away with quite a few films, dude, like 20 plus. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and mention my honorable mentions. Not any particular order, like favorite order, but just because, of the, you know, this is the way I wrote them down. Uh, starting off, I've got The Craft. Oh, sweet. Okay. And liked that film a lot. Really enjoyed reviewing it. Another one that we talked about, one that I have a bit of history with, is The Reflecting Skin. Sweet. Yeah, really. I was curious that whether that would make your top three yeah. or not. I knew you'd end up bringing it up in some oh, way, but couldn't help it. But yeah, it's an honorable mention. Another one that we talked about has a remake, but haven't watched it yet. But that movie is Jacob's Ladder. Mm -hmm. Another one that I have a history with. We brought over our friend Patrick to talk about. He has a bit of a history with it. I think it was your first foray with it. But People Under the Stairs, fun film. One I've already put on my list before, but Event Horizon. Okay, yeah. We had yep. Justin on with that one. And uh, Del Toro's, one of his first films. Oh, with Kronos. Kronos. Really enjoyed that one. Another one of those actually really surprised me. Mm -hmm. uh, but going into my top three, I started thinking about the films, maybe not necessarily my favorites, but the significance they have for the decade. Okay. Okay. So when I was thinking about that, my number three on the list is Nightbreed. I feel like, man, what a great film. Clive Barker, just a, man, strong film. I know how much we drooled over it when we reviewed it. And to have Cronenberg as a villain, kind of iconic mask as well, mm -hmm. and just the figure. Yeah. All right, number two, film. Oh, man, after revisiting it, having a history with it as a kid, but not knowing the meaning until I was an adult, is Candyman. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Great score, just great cast, really well written, well shot. And my number one is actually a joint number one for two different reasons. My favorite, I would say, probably in the 90s, arguably, I mean, you know, it's very subjective, but Reanimator, 1990. Oh, sweet. Stuart Gordon, Jeffrey Combs. You know, honestly. Barbara. I I was kind of thinking, I'm surprised this didn't make your top three. I was almost thinking in your top three, you were going to throw in Idle Hands. As much as I love that movie, <laughs> I didn't put it in there. It should really be one of those honorable mentions because, man, fucking movie's so good. It's one of our 420 episodes, mm -hmm. man. It's so fucking good. But um, number one, joint number one is Scream. Yes. 1996. Iconic. It's, it's, it's hard to One of the quintessential the yeah. 90s films, man. Dude, oh, so you know what we forgot to do? Yesterday we went and we saw the new Halloween. We got back. You can go on our Patreon, hear what we thought about it. We forgot to talk about a couple trailers, and one of those was Scream. Yeah, I mean, we were weeded up. We already admitted that, but yeah, we forgot. So while you're bringing up Scream, what did you think of that new Scream trailer? It's got me curious enough. I mean, A, because, you know, it's a continuation of the original because it's bringing back original characters. Mm-hmm. And the actors who play those characters, which, hell yeah, like, I'm already on board with that. So I'm intrigued enough. I'll probably go check it out. I mean, you know, I think it's within the realm. But I'm going to temper my expectations. 
because I don't know exactly which direction they're going with it. That's maybe the, I won't say the only reason, but that's a big, bad reason. So I'm curious, curious enough to watch it. I'm a fan of how it seems like David Arquette is playing Dewey as like fucking Danny Glover. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> you know, we've talked about David Arquette in the past. Mm-hmm. No, but we thought about that after we laid down the episode. We're like, shit, we forgot to talk about Scream. Yeah. We also forgot to talk about Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That too. That Although too. the little bit that we have to say about it is like, all right, it looks fun. Right. But you know, Like, I played a shit ton of uh, Resident Evil 2, two right? and that trailer looks like it's them making a movie Pretty of part two. Much. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that, you know? So That's I'm fun. down to see it, but some of that CG looks real fucking bad. So, like, that zombie dog did not look good. Yeah, it's like, I'm not a huge hurry to go run out and see it either. No. So. All right. Anyway, now that we're off those. No, it's still fun. And I think what that does, that category too, because we just narrowed it down to North America, it makes a good argument for how many good films were in the 90s. Because I think sometimes critics and people who are critical of horror say that that was, like, kind of a... Not a really great decade for horror, but I'm going to disagree with people when they make that argument. I'd say there's one or two years in the 90s where there wasn't much to right. offer. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, I mean, you can make a solid fucking argument. I'm not going to argue with you there, you know. But there's also a couple of years where it's like every other movie Dude. is something good. Goddamn. Yeah, there's. you're right. You go through some of the blockbuster years from the 90s and just scrolling like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's go with, I don't think I want to save that one. Here's one. I know this one's, man, it was kind of tough, but because I'm limited to our films. How about your favorite soundtrack and or score? Yeah, this one was tough, partially because, you know, I'm not as big of a soundtrack or score guy as you are, which is weird because I fucking love music and, like, I'm a, like, super big, like, genre nerd and love breaking things down to exactly where it fits into <laughs> shit. And, like, yeah, I understand. So that being said, this is the only one where I'm going to go from one down to three. Okay. Just because my three is so much different than my number one and number two, I want to save it just to, it's kind of its own thing. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. So from the top down, I'm going to go my number one is Cannibal Holocaust. That's a great score. That score blows me away. So good. I love how people love to reuse the main theme. I know. <laughs> And I, I always catch it. I was always like, oh, shit, I know where they pulled that, that from. Is, it's funny. Shout out to our contestants. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But it's an awesomely varied soundtrack that goes from, like, some synth to, like, some sweet classical yeah. guitar. You're right. It's just very harrowing. You know, it's not just imagery, but the music mm -hmm. kind of matches it to the intensity of scenes. Number two is one of the few horror soundtracks that I have gone back and re-listened to pretty much every Halloween since we've watched the movie for the show, and that's uh, The Beyond. Dude, excellent choice. It's fucking fantastic soundtrack. My honorable mention will be Suspiria, which is one of the most... It's iconic. At this iconic point. soundtracks of all time. But my number three, just like I want to actually pull up the set list oh, for yeah, real Oh, yeah, dude, quick. you're fine. Over here getting weeded up. <laughs> My number three horror soundtrack of all time is the Scream 3 soundtrack. Oh, no shit. As in not the score, but the soundtrack soundtrack. Right, right. I know what you're saying. Featuring What If by Creed, Wait and Bleed from Slipknot, 
You had Suffocate from Finger Eleven, yeah. some System of a Down with Spiders. Seven Dust has Fall on there. You have Godsmack's Time Bomb. You have some Static X, some Fuel, wow. Coal Chamber, Power Man 5000, Orgy, Stained. Like, yeah, what was that, like 97, 98? I mean, that's obviously. Uh, 2000. Oh, shit, okay. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, because it sounds like late 90s, mm-hmm. a lot of those bands. But, like, those were all my jam at the time. Yeah, I understand what you said. There's a lot of And What If is probably my favorite Creed song. P.S. I've actually listened to a shit ton of Creed because my best friend growing up was a huge fucking Creed fan. So I don't. I mean, no shame in my game here. That first album that they came out with, it had some bangers, man. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Like instrumentally, like you could just take away his vocals. Nothing wrong with his vocals, but dude, Creed, instrumentally they Creed and Limp Biscuit just get rid of the vocalist. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they fucking were killing it. It's just they had they had some douchey uh, frontman. <laughs> yeah, but. Musically, those guys are fucking on point. Right. I'm not arguing that. You know, it's just, it is what it is, man. I fucking love that soundtrack. I loved it at the time. bangers. I love it now. (laughs) I listened to it just like a month ago. That's Because it's fucking killer if you like that shit. And I like that shit, so. I think, I think that's a great choice. For very obvious reasons, you know. All right. Because I do enjoy a good soundtrack, a good sound design, a good score, you know. This, to me, I was like, man, this is kind of tough because there's so many good films that we've done that have so many good scores and, and soundtracks at that, too. So my honorable mentions, I'm going to narrow it down you know, to a few films, but uh, one of them is Raw. I really enjoy that soundtrack. There were some bangers and some French tunes on there. Mm, you know? mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I actually listened to that Ordy song quite a fucking bit. Like legitimately it's worked its way into it like the the fucking the uh, i can't speak fucking french right, but the right. one that like when she's getting ready to get oh, all like dude. sexied out and shit that it's such a good scene it's such a good song it's like man this soundtrack is fucking slapping right now yeah so that's part of the reason i put that on there a film i've already mentioned as one of my favorite 90s films too is Candyman. the score mm. it's great score what can i say for that film, too, I mean, it's kind of defined some of the things that are going on. It, it blends really well with the gothic theme in the film is what I'm getting at. Another one I really enjoyed, film that we did on, uh, surprisingly, not really, but on one of our Halloween episodes is Trick or Treat. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. The soundtrack, they had some bangers, some songs in there, man. Yeah. It's like some 80s metal. It's yeah, fucking there's some good. fun shit in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a killer soundtrack, man. I mean, for that, I almost, like... I guess an honorable mention for me would be Mayhem. Yeah, dude. There was some fucking some good banger metal tracks in there. In there. Saying, there's some bangers in these films, man. All right. It's not necessarily the soundtrack. It's the sound design. And I caught it at the theater. Still one of my favorite films from the last decade. And that's uh, Hereditary. Mm. Really enjoy the shit out of that sound design. Film I mentioned from the 90s that was an honorable mention. It's an honorable mention once again here is The Craft. The soundtrack on The Craft is so good. Kind of reminds me of, you know, the 90s music I listened mm-hmm. to as well. And um, last but not least on honorable mentions is John Carpenter's The Thing. All right. So my top three, starting with number three, is The Wicker Man. Okay. Really enjoy that soundtrack. It makes the film fun, but... I think it's a contrast to what's really going on in the film. Like, a lot of the songs are kind of upbeat and jovial. 
kind of bouncy. Right. But uh, yeah, there's some some other shit going on in the background. All right. Our number twos are the same. No shit. The Beyond? The Beyond. I wrote it down because Fabio Fritzi's score is fucking a banger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's so good. Very doomy, man. You know, it fits uh, what's going on in the film. And my number one is actually the original and the remake, or reboot, if you will. And that's Suspiria. I was wondering if I was going to end up being your number one. So Goblin for the 77 and Tom York. For 2018, mm-hmm. it's like, man, Tom York did a really good job on that soundtrack, man. It's really fucking good. All right, so yeah, that that that's my favorite soundtrack and scores. Well, you ended that with a remake or reboot. I asked the question, what would be your top three most wanted remakes or reboots? Man, that was a great question because I'm not always a huge fan of remakes and or reboots, but because I got really fucking high last night. <laughs> My creative juices were flowing because I think I got some really good ones. I want to – I'll get into it. Okay. All right. So with that, some honorable mentions I want to go ahead and mention. Not very many, but I'll start with the last one on my list was Haosu. I think House Mm. would be a fun one for a remake depending on who does it because it's bonkers. Yeah. Dumb bonkers. I think think some people could do some bonkers stuff with it. All right. Uh, Pumpkinhead. I think could be a good okay. franchise reboot. Maybe that one needs a good reboot in the ass. All right. Another one I think I could do for a good reboot, depending on who does it, is Scanners. I think that could be a fun one. All right. And uh, the last one on my honorable mentions list is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh, shit. I think that could uh, use a good reboot. Scanners was on my honorable mentions yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. I, okay. thought, I thought that was a pretty good call, actually. Okay. So coming in at number three in my top three is Sleepaway Camp from 1983, all right? And so I was yeah. like, all right, all right. But hear me out. That was, okay. That's what I was going to say. That was like, there's two of these films I want you to hear me out on. Okay. If they're going to do it, and this is the reason why I put these on my list, is like, if you're going to do it with Sleepaway Camp, there's two casts I want to use, like as one is an alternative if one you can't do it. It's like, if you're going to do it, I want a remake with the cast of How Did This Get Made and The League. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. And if I can't get them, I want the cast from Wet Hot American Summer. Just to, yeah. <laughs> or a mix or a blend of both of them. Yeah, or a blend of both. I'm, I'm 100% down with that sleep idea. Away That's camp. fantastic. That's my Sleep Away Camp remake, if you will. All right, number two, and this is another one of those, like, hear me out on this one, is Blackula, right? Okay. But hear me out. If you're going to do it, you have to do it now because they're aging, but I want to remake... With the cast and crew of Black Dynamite. Oh, I, I, as soon as you Michael said remake, J. White. dude, as soon as you fucking <laughs> said remake of Blackula, I was like, Michael J. White has to play Blackula. In my head, I that's want the Michael only J. White. thing that made sense. <laughs> as Blackula with that cast and crew. Yes, 100%. Black exploitation, they've already done it with Black Dynamite. I think they would fucking knock it out of the ballpark. And one that keeps getting talked about, and we keep getting teased with, and seems like they keep backing out on it. But I want a reboot of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. I'm yeah, ready yeah. for it. I think we need it. I think it's um, time. Still go for to the Chiodos for design? Oh, yeah. If they're still on board and they're still capable and willing, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, there's other teams that, you know, they could do it, but mm-hmm. fucking get, the, get these guys on board. So my honorable mention is kind of just an umbrella, let Guillermo del Toro remake any Universal monster. Oh, 100%. 
We've argued that I don't know how many times. We've already seen... I mean, let's be honest, The Shape of Water is him doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. And he gets to fuck this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, the, like, it's not a secret. We all know that that's that oh, movie. Oh, come, come on. Of course it is. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> We know he has a love for the Universal Monsters, some probably more than others. I, I, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm 100% interested in, like, his what his version of Dracula would be as compared to, like, his version of Frankenstein. Solid. A solid point. Yeah, I think there's... Actually, I think... do better than others. I think his hypothetical worst would probably be Wolfman. Uh, yeah, it's hypothetical. Because I know he can do gothic from, like, Crimson Peak and stuff, so he wouldn't be completely off on Dracula. Right, and Kronos, too. Like, mm-hmm. He's already got He just tends to go vampires more organic rather than yeah, Dracula's. Exactly. Uh, but that's, like, my blanket honorable mention. That's okay. Just have him do any of the Universal Monsters. I'm so, I like it. I like it. So my number three... We need a remake, reboot, slash, I just want a full-length <laughs> movie version of Libido. Dude, that'd be cool. Timo's Libido. <laughs> that'd be fucking dope. Because in a world where we have wow. a Serbian film, yeah, Shit. that segment was just as good. Wow, you're not kidding, man. That, man. Which is kind of fucked up fuck. to say that I want to see that, because that no. segment's fucked up, but you know what I'm saying. No. Like, that one out of all of them, if somebody was going to pick it up and make it a full length, it deserves it. That was a great concept. And there's still things to be explored in there. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, there's plenty of room for exploration. My number two, give me a reboot of John Carpenter's Vampires. I think that would be fun. Badass vampire hunting team. I almost put that in my honorable mention, for real. I think that's a workable idea. It is. The Bounty Hunters... You can do a lot with that. And what I would do is, like, have a little bit more of them live in the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe have some built-in way where, like, you know that they're going to be able to recruit more people. Yeah. Like, maybe they belong to, like, a, a, a more noticeable organization this time around or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. And then you could expand it at the end. Like, Dude. whoever fucking James Woods is in this version <laughs> gets, like, a phone call and, like, werewolves, yeah, we'll be there. That, or whatever. Like, fucking oh, ghost. Shit. Or... Yeah, and you find out that it's some X Files shit, and it could just be like the like hard R Men in Black, but against supernatural franchise. They kind of tried like supernatural Men in Black with uh, R.I.P.D., which is a comic also based on a comic. Is that Goldblum and? No, it was. uh, I'm not Goldblum. Not Goldblum. Um, It was. uh, Why did I say that? It was Ryan Reynolds and and Jeff Bridges. Bridges, yeah, Jeff. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as, like, it kind of flopped, but it I wasn't mean, know, as bad that, as it flopped. Nah, not as bad as people. But it also wasn't good. No. It was, yeah, you're right. It wasn't a great film, but it wasn't as it was bad fun. as say it was. But, like, that, except, like, I think they were trying to keep that, like, summer blockbuster, PG-13. Like, nah, go with, like, the grittier R, badass, update Dude. it. Like, yeah, I, I think it'd be cool to make them more akin to, like, special forces these days rather than kind of neo-western bikers out in the fucking desert but a team of supernatural killers i think is a suit like a solid idea i think so and the number one i've said it since we've fucking watched baskin oh, we need man. john evan rawls hellraiser 
I know that they're doing a Hellraiser, and I'm super excited for the Hellraiser reboot that they are doing. John, if you're listening, bro, you're our number one for Hellraiser reboot. But I remake that's whatever. The, that's the one remake that I think would knock it out of the park more Man, than I'm any surprised other. I didn't fucking put that on there as much as we pitched that in the past. But yeah, I 100% on board with you on that. I think it just has all the perfect chops. All the makings of it. The and um, Mehmet for Pinhead. Dude, fuck yeah. Once again, I actually am super excited for the reboot that they are doing. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, but come on, man. His vision, I think he would do, I mean, we've already seen it with Housewife a little bit, too, with Cosmic Horror, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, have him take over the Richard Stanley I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> or Panos, whomever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fucking Richard Stanley, man. That's disappointing. Anyway, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this might be the last out of the bunch. I think you're right. Okay, and so with that being said, the last category that I had is films or you know movies you'd recommend to newbies, like new people who are trying to get into horror. And for people who are already established, not necessarily gorehounds, but I mean, I, I did say gorehounds, but it could be people who are like wanting a little bit more outside the mainstream and shit that people already know about. So I'll start this off. Okay. Okay. For the newbies, we've kind of talked about this one a few different times off air. And so that, that was actually kind of pretty easy for me. Right. Like the, <laughs> the conjuring is my number three. Cause it's kind of, it kind doesn't do anything bad. No, you're right. It's a solid B across the boards, if we're being objective. It doesn't do a single fucking thing bad. It doesn't. If you're going to get hooked on something, like, that might as well be your beginning. Like, And that's fair. My number two would probably be... Uh, my number two and my number one's a little bit more of a toss-up. I'm going to go... Oh, my honorable mention, I think, will be Rare Exports. Okay, solid film. Just gotta give you that warning. Only not in the top three because of like the 20, 70 year old penises you see. Yeah, no one wants to see that, but it's in there, you know, whatever. It's not a big focal point. Uh, number two will be Killer Clowns. Solid. There's nothing too extreme. Nope. But it's well done sci fi horror. Fun film. Invasion. Right. It covers a lot it's of It's a lot of things. fun, but there's tension in the way that they're creeping up on people. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then my number one's probably The Gate. Another fun film. It's when we had Donnie on. That was a lot of fun. Another one that had a pretty solid soundtrack. Yeah. You get a touch of summoning demons. Yeah. You get some stakes, but they're not too high. No. It's still, like, family-friendly. Mm-hmm. There's a few pejoratives in it, but, it, you know, it's 80s. It's kind of tame still. I think it's just, it's another one that's just great for noobs. I agree. That's solid list. Now... On the the side where, okay, you know horror, but you're looking at maybe getting more extreme. It was a little bit harder to narrow down. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to be like. <laughs> yeah. This is a good intro movie from what side of it? Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. And so I was like, all right, well, <sighs> Gorehounds and Extreme are technically different. They are. And there's some, there's some super gory over. movies that aren't, in the extreme category. True, true story. But I wanted to sort of think of like, what are the the movies that I would recommend? Like, if you can get through these, you can probably handle in some version anything else that's going to get thrown at you. Mm-hmm. Some of it's probably still not going to be to your liking, but 
this is going to, you know, so this is a little bit more no particular order so much as like make sure you can get through these. No doubt. So number three, uh, not extreme at all, but we found out firsthand <laughs> that people have a hard time getting through some of the visuals is make sure you can get through fucking dead alive. True story, dude. There's a lot of shit going on. In There's that a film. lot of blood. There's a lot of fucking disgusting body stuff. And oh, like, yeah. The imagery alone can knock a lot of people off. Like, if you can't handle that that shit, then, like, (laughs) you don't have any business trying to go further. Yeah, because that's... And that's still a fun setting. It's not being mean about it either. No, you're right. It's very slapsticky. In that same vein of, like, this one's maybe a little bit more mean, but I thought it more as being uh, a little bit more stark. And not only that, but when you get to more the super gore side... And especially when you start getting into extreme films, you tend to start crossing over more with the art house. And so you kind of also have to be able to deal with that kind of movie. Uh-huh. So my number two, I threw down Der Todes King. Ooh, love that movie. It but presents right. death right. very starkly. You have a lot of imagery of some very photoreal violence and yep. body rot and such. Ooh, yes. And it's super art housey, so like, if you can't get through that bullshit, then you're not going to be able to get through something like flowers, right? Because you're already over it. Mm-hmm. If only because you just can't dig on that kind of movie. And you know, we get it. It's not for everybody. Yeah, that's fair. And then number one, just because I I think we'd both agree that it's near the top of the most extreme you can get and still be considered mainstream, and the least extreme you can be and be considered outsider extreme would be Martyrs. Oh, yeah. How can you argue with that? Great film. Like, that's that's probably the, the gateway point as it far really as is. I'm concerned. It's a good bridge film. And there's technically, quote-unquote, extreme movies that probably aren't as bad as Martyrs. Yeah. And there's probably other mainstream movies that you could argue are probably worse, especially some of the later saws. Dude. But it's Absolutely. presented so starkly and brutally, and we've yeah. seen exactly how it can affect a person. Oof. Dude, it's not an easy watch. It's really not. Even for fans of horror alike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid. All right. So I like that, man. Those are, those are all good films. And like you said, it's not necessarily in order as well, mm-hmm. the way I put these films. It's just... Sometimes when I was going through our list, it just happened to be like, oh, this is the first one that caught my eye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and jot this shit down before I forget it. So with that being said, I'm going to go with, for newbies, right? My honorable mentions, there's a lot of films. I'm like, yeah, if I were trying to get somebody who's not a big horror fan or just doesn't like horror in general, I'm like, hey, these are some films that could probably ease you into horror, you know? And some of these are some some big names in horror. So for... That reason alone, there's some two films I'd say if you can handle Carrie, okay, I think that'd be a good entry point. Mm-hmm. Stephen King, people know who he is, right? I enjoy the film. It's not really that bad either. It's really not okay. And the another one, big name, Jaws. Oh yeah, you know, fun one. I didn't even think you know it could be family friendly mm-hmm. in some cases. Another one too, I feel is a fun film. Uh, you've already mentioned it too, The Faculty. Oh, sweet. Okay. I feel like yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. I don't think it's too bad or too extreme. You know, it has some decent moments. Mm-hmm. 
fun film. And the other honorable mention is The Strangers. Mm. I feel like if, uh, if you want a good entry point maybe into some home invasion stories, so here's a good yeah. entry point. All right, and starting off with my number three in my top three, we share a number t- uh, three together. Oh, okay. The Conjuring. Conjuring. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with For it. For the same reasons <laughs> that you just mentioned. <laughs> I'm like, it's arguably a really good entry point. It's a solid B across the boards. It's not our cup of tea because we're not really into that stuff that kind of subgenre, but there's a reason why it's super popular. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, man, if, if you can handle this film, there's a lot of other films you can handle that are just on point with this one. Okay. Another one, it's an old school film. I feel like for people who are really not into horror films, but it's quote unquote a horror film. It's a universal monster film. Okay. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a classic. Yeah. You know, has a good story. It's easy to follow. Super simple, right? And a franchise we actually just uh, watched last night. Oh, shit. Halloween. Right. The first yeah. one, huh? The very first one. I'm like, why not introduce somebody to a classic? I was debating Halloween. That. And I'm going to throw in one more honorable mention because yeah. it, like, it just sort of popped into my head just kind of how good it would actually be for a noob. The Host. The Host is a great film. I think that's another good entry into Asian horror, too. Mm-hmm. You know? It's more of a family and government's the bad guy, right, but right. you still have the tension of a monster fucking running around. Absolutely, and, and the separation of family mm-hmm. members. Yeah, it, it hits all those points. Hits all the good points. I was going to put Killer Clowns, and there's a few others, but I was like, you know, not everybody likes clown films. Not everybody's into clowns and shit. Yeah. You know, so I was like, that, that's why I can't put it in this either. <laughs> that's why I couldn't put... Ernest scared stupid in this either because how many people commented that that shit gave him nightmares <laughs> as kids. I'm like, yeah, because they're as simple as that is, there is a supernatural element to it, mm-hmm. you know, where you fuck up, you can get caught up as a, a damn doll. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, those are my films for the noobs. And to round it out for people who are looking for a little something more to their horror yeah, films. I'm curious what you put down for your little something. All else. right. So... Once again, I had it to limit. I didn't have to, but I limited it to the films we've reviewed. So with that being said, my honorable mentions, uh, three French horror extreme films. Mm. I like Inside, Martyrs, and High Tension. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen any of those three, start off with those three. Once again, like, Martyrs is in that group. That's some of the most extreme you can be and be mainstream. Yeah, I'd say if you can handle... High tension, you can handle inside. If you can handle inside, you can handle martyrs. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about that. All right. My other two honorable mentions, one you've kind of alluded to as well, is Dead Alive. Mm. Because I feel like you might have seen some gore, but you want something a little bit more. This one is like... You're going to get lots of gore. It's one of the bloodiest and goriest. Right. It's, it's a, just not mean about it. No, it's not mean. But if you want some gore and some splatter and shit like that, I'm going to give you Dead Alive. Mm-hmm. Because then I feel like if you can handle that, there's some other shit. We can get a little bit more mean. Yeah. All right. And my other one, maybe for the same reasons, it's splatter. It gets a little weird. So I feel like if you can handle the weird in this one, you can handle some other weird. And that's Tokyo Gore Police. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I almost I was like, ooh, Tokyo Gore Police, because that also means that you can handle some of the other shit that Extreme tends to get to. Yeah. 
All right, so another I get one. That. That's it. Yeah. I could have put in my honorable mention, but the reason I didn't, because I feel like this one, it's one of those, like if you're a fan of several franchises, and we've talked about all those franchises that I think this film pays homage to. It's a Indonesian film. It's done by two different guys, right? The Mo brothers. And that's Macabre. Okay. I feel like if you're familiar with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Evil Dead and all that stuff, and you really want some gore and some crazy and just bonkers kind of Asian horror, mm-hmm. this is a fun one. Okay. You're going to get the goods with this one. <laughs> all right. And then with that being said, my number two on the list, if you want some splatter, if you want some bonkers, kind of low budget, but kind of decently done CG in moments. It's a film we done recently. It's a movie called Adam Chaplin. Okay, yeah, yeah, I feel like... Because it's silly. It's silly, but goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see some crazy shit. Uh, but it's fun. I think it was a lot of fun, man. It's just a bonkers-ass film. And number one, not necessarily... Like, now, don't count like these as... I hold all these above each other. It's just, you know... I feel like if you really want to see a crazy-ass film, you want to see some skull-penetrating, you want to see what low-budget can do, you want to see what a film inside of a film can do, I'm going to let you know about a film called Headless. <laughs> I feel like that movie needs to be known. I thought about Headless. Headless didn't end up on mine just because I wanted a little bit more, like, <laughs> intro course. Like, yeah. Headless is what, like, people would go to once they've... For me, yeah. once they proved they could get there from these other I think ones. that's probably why I put it a little bit higher on the list. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Atros could have been one of those films on the list. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's into some of the sexual stuff that happens in that film. You know, even for some of the more ardent horror fans. Not everybody's into that kind of stuff. So that's why I didn't really put that in there. Um, I would say also as an honorable mention, maybe the house that Jack built. Mm. It's good, man. It's a art house. It delivers the goods. Yeah, it gets fucked. Right, it does. It gets very philosophical. It's very chock full of metaphor and symbology and even... But it's also fucked. It is super (laughs) fucked. It's even even a Mm self-critique, you know, so that you got all that stuff going on. And also, on top of that, it's kind of, what was it, um, Dante's Inferno? It's kind of based in in that a bit, yeah. Right, so, I mean, it's playing with all these different elements. So it's not going to be unfamiliar, but it's fucked. It's not, not everybody's going to handle that. No. But it's mainstream. And Lars von Trier does all that shit with the best of them. Yes, he does. He's controversial for some very obvious reasons, but I think ones that are more artistic more so than anything else. Another good honorable mention of just like a barometer of what can I get through or not is literally just watching through all the segments of ABCs of Death. Oh, 100%. I think that's a good sample size. Mm Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that you can really get your feet wet with, (laughs) depending on how far you want to go with it. Yeah, so there are some others I could have put in the list. Uh, Flowers could have been in there. Super art housey, Suspiria, uh, the more recent one. Mm -hmm. Because it's art housey, it gets kind of gory, but it's a a long one. You know, I want it's not really gore houndy, but, you know, there's some of these films that you, you could be entry points to some other things, you know, depending on how far you want to get into it. But... I really enjoyed this. It made me think about the films that we've done. Like so, once again, I think it gives our audience and probably ourselves a good idea of where we do share some interest, where we lean a little different. You know, for obvious reasons, we're you know we're not built the same, but it's fun because 
all these films mean something to us and hopefully others and for who who knows what like maybe some of these films people don't know about you know i'll tell you what surprised me more than the number ones that we had in common was when we matched the number two or a number three <laughs> i know that's pretty interesting it's like Okay, I mean, I had a feeling that there's going to be several of these films that we shared similar feelings about because we made those known on those episodes, you know. So it's not a huge surprise, but I was wondering where they'd fall. But like, in I, line. I would have never like, I would have bet against us both <laughs> having the Beyond is number two on soundtracks. <laughs> I had a feeling. I I didn't know how much you enjoyed it when we talked about it, so. I had a feeling it'd be somewhere. I didn't know, of course, where, but I had mm-hmm. a feeling it'd be somewhere on the list. No, this was fucking fun. This I enjoyed a good way this. to bring up a lot of fucking movies. I, I know we didn't go deep in any of them, no, but, but hopefully if you're listening to this and you're like, I wonder why they brought this up, yeah. a lot of them we've done episodes about. Precisely. So, I mean, if you're following, you know, my list. and Yeah, it's your list we've in done particular. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we've done them. I mean, I'd say 90% of mine was shit we've done. I, I agree with that, too, man. Like, we've covered a lot of this stuff that we both enjoy because of the films that we've already mentioned. And we're both fucking Clint Howard up. I, dude, I know. <laughs> Clint, love you, bro. I really do. But you're going to get fucked up as the ice cream man. I almost threw that in the dentist, too. I know. Except Corbin, Corbin Brinson's a little bit bigger than Clint Howard. Like, yeah, it's going to be a bit more of a fight. I, I've seen him as Dern. And, yeah. you know, if he's... If he's already fucked up in the head like that, uh, yeah, I, he's. I don't want to try it, no. but I might get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like, know what exactly. I mean? Like, exactly. I just I don't have as much confidence as I do against Clint. Oh yeah, yeah, Clint. Sorry, you get fucked up, bro. <laughs> you are, and the same thing with Bubba Hotep. You get choked out. And fuck you, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky, you get fucked up, dude. <laughs> Not good, fuck you, but Chucky. Fuck you. We haven't covered it, but like Ooga Booga. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's there's a lot. I feel like I, fuck I'm you, fucking you up. Like basically any evil doll and puppet. Yeah. Annabelle. Fuck you. Fuck Get you, Annabelle. Get out of here. Anything that's little and coming after me for the most part, yeah. I don't give a shit. Demonic toys and all that stuff. Get out of here. Unless it's like a face hugger. Like that's different, bro. That's different. That's though. fucking different. That's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's it different. It ain't a little humanoid. That's no, a, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, inanimate objects, I'm not worried about that shit. I'm really not. Fucking clappy monkey. I'm not worried about that. No. None of that dumb shit. No. No, 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 no. I'm already over the paranormal. Here's something I'll say. I'm maybe If you're a ghost, you better be a poltergeist and that, able to throw something at me because I, I ain't giving a shit otherwise. That's where I'm leaning at. I'm just going to get pissed off. You keep waking me up in the middle of the night. I'm going to get an exorcist down here, stat. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll share something really, really quick. Is a few nights ago, I was laying down. And on occasion, I think most people have this experience where you'll hear something and it might maybe startle you a little bit. Like, what the fuck was that? You mm-hmm. know? And then it makes me start to wonder, okay, all right. If there really is ghosts and all that dumb shit in my apartment right now. It's like, it's already going to fuck me up. It was going to do it right now. Like, why is it waiting? <laughs> and then what the hell am I doing anyways? Like, I, this, I'm a grown ass man. I ain't scared of this shit. If it comes in here right now, I'm fucking it up. <laughs> Cause I don't have time for this bullshit. So if you're going to scare me, come on and do it right now. Cause I don't have time for it. Fuck yeah. me up already. <laughs> I will. I'll find some sort of anti ghost bullshit. If a ghost exists, then there's going to be some way to banish a ghost. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you might as well go ahead and come on out and try to fuck me up. So unless you're powerful <laughs> enough to fuck me or fuck me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 
I was like, I don't know. I might be getting some head like Dan Aykroyd. You don't know. You don't know what my ghost be doing. I'll try to get some of that scary movie head. <laughs> you know, but um, I yeah, I don't know. It's just scenarios like that to where it makes me appreciate like where I came from in terms of my entry into horror as a kid and the feelings it gave me and where I'm at as an adult and how I can look back on these films and look at them a little bit more critically, but also, you know, have a different perception too. like, give me a different appreciation as an adult for these films, Mm -hmm. because some of them really do hold up some of them, not too much, but you know, it makes me appreciate them as a child and why I like them as a kid. That's what I'm getting at. So this is fun, man. I enjoy stuff when we do it like this, where it's a little non-traditional, but it's fun. It's exploratory. I say next time we make like Patrick and fucking Haas answer some of these questions oh, too. Yeah, 100%, man. I think those guys <laughs> would have fun with this. I think anybody who's a fan of list Coles <laughs> would have fun with this. Like if you're listening at home and you want to play along, if you want to. Come up with your own list off our categories. Yeah, you can submit them. It's kind of interesting them. to think about it. Submit them. And if that's the case, we could read some of them out loud. Yo, if, if you submit your tops, like we'll read them. We'll even fucking make fun of you for them. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if you're fair game, if you're into that, if you don't mind, it's just, it's fun. It's teasing, you know. But we won't go too hard in the paint is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a finger roll, but that's about as hard as I'll go. Look, I, I know that somebody's entry into fucking gory movies is going to be Bone Tomahawk, and I'm going to uh. look at you and wonder... One bisection does it for you, but you know that's I for suppose, you. I suppose you know. Okay, maybe Terrifier, which you know that's understandable. Terrifier is the much better bisection. Why don't people bring that shit up more? Budget, name, face recognition, shit like that. It's so much better as far it as is, cutting somebody dude, in half goes. Wait, what? <laughs> that one was fucking gnarly. But yeah, I mean that's a whole different story. Point being is, if you have a list and if you're making it, don't be shy. Send it in. Love to see it because that way there might be some films we're unfamiliar with as well. Might be some entry points for us. Tell us why Chucky would fuck us up. Right. Make the argument. All this is subjective. We want to hear your arguments. Tell me I ain't better than Red Man. I know it. <laughs> Tell us how Clint Howard would fuck us up. <laughs> it turns out Clint Howard's like a black belt or something. I know. He's like, little did you know, he studied jujitsu under the Gracies. <laughs> We'd be like, oh, fuck. And he does wear his gi, and he's going to fuck you up with it. Clint Howard, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Tap me out, bro. (laughs) No, that'd be fun. I I do want to hear, like, if you're listening and you guys want to, you don't have to do all of them. No, but, you know, maybe there's a couple of categories that you enjoyed and you want to submit and let us know. Yeah. I'm not going to try to take up, like, everybody's possible guesses right now, but maybe you're like, how are you guys not putting Gemini as number one Asian horror? You know. That's what I'm saying. There were so many films that fell under some of these categories that it was hard to just narrow it down because it was no disgrace or no discredit to some of those films. It's just we'd be here for quite a while if we talked about all the films that we felt we needed to talk about in these categories. Mm -hmm. But that's why we had to narrow them down because I think it gives us maybe a better view of, of where we're at with these films right now. And narrowing it down to just one, that wasn't going to happen. Oh, no way. There's no way. I'd still be sitting there being like, what am I going to say? 
What do I, I can't leave everything out. I know because people are going to think I'm stupid if I leave this one out when <laughs> this, you know, and like with this, I'm saying that this is all subjective. Not everybody's going to enjoy the same thing, but that's okay. That's what makes this fun. So we have next time planned. Yeah, we do. We actually put on our big boy pants and had this planned out. We will be covering the day of the beast. Dude, I'm excited about that. We saw some fucking killer reviews for it. It sounds like something that's going to be up our alley. Absolutely. So if you guys want to follow along and get ready and know what the fuck the movie is that we're going to be talking about, go check it out. I think it's also streaming like all over the place right now. Yeah, you're right about that. All over the streaming services. Shutter for sure. You said Tubi? I think, yeah, Tubi. Tubi's fucking free. I think on both Tubi, well, Tubi for sure, because Tubi does commercials. That's okay. But I think Voodoo is also free with ads. So that's okay, man. Spark it up while you're listening to ads or watching ads. But yeah, that way, like you guys can actually get prepared as we do. And uh, next time we'll be back to talk about the day of the beast. But for this time, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried squirms. Out. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Hi, everybody. Tyler here. If you like the podcast, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us, or preferably over on Apple Podcasts, that'd be super cool as the entire world is ran on algorithms and we want to be all up in them. Uh, We highly appreciate it whenever you tell all your friends about us. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, want us to put eyes on your current independent horror project, you can always contact us, squirmcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us through our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Scroll through our entire back catalog there, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network, uh, and would love it if you went and checked out some of our sister shows. Uh, The easiest way to keep track of things across the entire network is to go over to that website. That's earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. You can search for us across all the social medias. If you type in Fried Squirms, we should be what pops up. Not going to give you all those ats. So with all of that in mind, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.